Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. I like to wear a good sock with my shoe. It's episode number 212. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse every week. Uh, my... Were you struggling to think of rhymes for 12? Yes, I could only think of delve. And I'm like, I, I, I could not think of an adequate thing. Um, yes, my name is uh, is Chris Brammer. And that voice you heard there is David Cowlishaw, who joins us again for another league victory. How are you, Dave? What's up, Stokies? <laughs> and also, in the other corner of the Zoom call is Tony Lloyd. How are you? Not bad. Uh, happy Flag Week, everyone. I hope it's treated you well. <laughs> We've got so many things to talk about, and I wanted to give the top of the show over to the amazing, uh, the amazingness that is the the fundraiser that we've done. Although I'm gonna just give us two minutes, Tony, to talk about <laughs> your Josh Tymon flag that's turned up at the Bet Three Six Five Stadium because it is your idea, Tony, and I want you to take credit for it, even though other people have chipped in the money for it. If you haven't been watching the the live streams of games, there is a new flag in the stands. Um, What does it say, Tony? Um, First of all, it's not my flag. Um, In a way, it's everyone's flag. (laughs) Yeah, it's a flag of the people. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A number of us clubbed together, and it wasn't even my idea in the first place. But obviously, <laughs> I, I I had no objection to to assisting with the ring leading. But no um, credit to lots and lots of people. But it says having the time on our lives, and, and it's, it's got resplendent on the the a full <laughs> block of the top well. of the time and mountain stand. It is, and it's a wonderful graphic drawing by Topher Knowles of Josh Tymon's infamous thumbs-up signing video. Um, God knows what Josh Tymon must think. I think everybody <laughs> knows exactly what he thinks. He's, he's, he's thinking far too much about it, and it's all my fault, apparently. In, in my imagination, he's when he sees that flag, all he has in his head is the gif of him giving a thumbs up. And in fact, that's probably what I think goes through his head most of the time. So say he assists for a goal for Stoke, just in his head, like in The Simpsons where it cut to Homer's brain. It's just him giving a thumbs up. You're doing fine, Josh. Keep it up. To, to be was... fair, that, that video spends a lot of time in my head as well. <laughs> so that's something you know, we've got in common, which is nice, it, isn't it? If, if I was Josh Tymon, I would simply just own it. So, you know, on the occasions when he does, if he gets a goal or an assist, I would literally make that my celebration, like just a, a, a good thumbs up. Like... I think in a previous life, Josh Tymon was Caesar, <laughs> and he just... <laughs> You know, oh, sent God. people to their deaths or otherwise with with a gesture of the thumb because he's got the thumb thing down. Well, this is this podcast has gone off to a start, hasn't it? <laughs> hard, hard agree that that definitely should be his celebration. But also, what do you mean if he scores a goal? Sorry, Tony. Yes, it's a matter. It's only a matter of time. Uh, time, time on. <laughs> Yay. Oh, oh, lads. Amazing. Um, more serious note, but also uh, not not specifically football related. Um, yesterday, Saturday, this is the day of Stoke three, Brentford two. Um, Wizards of Drivel launched our Christmas appeal, raising funds for Stoke on Trent uh, Food Bank. 
Um, we started it a little bit earlier this year, and I think we discussed it beforehand. The idea being that oh, twenty twenty has been a bit of a a bit of a a bad one for people. People are everyone. Everyone is is struggling. Dumpster fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we want, we'll give people the longest opportunity to donate to it, but we won't raise our expectations too much um, because every you know, twenty twenty has been an absolute awful year. Um, and then what happened? What happened, Dave? <laughs> um. So, for context, I was looking at the Just Giving page we set up last year, which um, we all agreed at the time was an unbelievable uh, response and an unbelievable effort from people who uh, supported our Stoke-on-Trent Food Bank appeal. Uh, and uh, that's £341.83, and pence with about 80-odd uh, supporters on Just Giving. Um, now... I think it was about, I don't know, 6 or 7 p.m. last night that we surpassed that total. And then it was quite late last night that we reached £2,000. And at time of recording, that figure is now £2,575 with a good 50 other, um, you know, 50 extra supporters than we did last year. So... Uh, first of all, massive, massive thank you to everyone who's uh, donated to that. Whether it's two pounds or two hundred pounds, it's all massively, massively appreciated. Um, and it's it's just a really, really nice thing. And if this is just within two days of doing it, and it is a Christmas appeal, um, think of how much more we could raise for a you know hugely important um, community asset if you like community asset community resource resource yes um and so what we want to do this year in addition to raising that money which again is just mind-boggling um is we want to sort of do more practical things as well there's been so many people got in touch with us and we will get back to you like offering like oh i've got a van and i can take places uh, take things places i've got um, I've got some things I can donate. I know we're in touch with um, like other fan groups and uh, people about you know maybe getting the club to do something. Um, there's a lot more to come from it than than just this uh, just giving page. But um, wow, um, absolutely, we, we we all got a bit emotional last night. I think, but um, yeah, it's just fantastic. And uh, with what with one thing and another, um, it's it's nice to remember that um, people uh, are essentially good deep down, and yes. we're not we are not our political class. No, abs- absolutely, absolutely, and I think in in the week that in the week that was where there was. A, a lot of, of frustration and anger specifically around politics i think that um i think the the generosity of of the people who've who've come and supported this campaign has just he's he's blown absolutely blown my mind um as you say, it doesn't stop there. This is a Christmas appeal. Um, we are there is no obligation to anyone who's listening to this. There is there is no assumption or obligation that everyone needs to put something in at all like if you can and you can support and you can give as as little or as much as you can that is wonderful um 
but even if you're helping us by i don't know getting the message out retweeting the link sharing things elsewhere finding other ideas um for ways that we can we can support the community in this these next coming months um this i think we we've chatted before maybe after a few drinks dave about how wizards of drivel as a podcast is wonderful and it's a great platform but we always would love to do more stuff to make the the community that we have a more of a social project and um and i can't think of anything a better example of the last 24 hours and people coming at us with ideas of things to do in the next few months i think it, i think it's wonderful it gives me a lot of positive hope and i just am very moved and thankful to everyone for for everything they've done oh it's just been absolutely crazy um we do need to i, I mean i i don't want to set a, a target for for um i don't know like a, a fundraising target because we've already smashed the 500 quid we set up initially i do think we need to think of some rewards for people like if i don't know we ever I, I it's a reach but if we reach like three grand what would <laughs> i mean i'm up for doing pretty much everything um so i <laughs> I, I would gladly like let the listeners uh take that bat on for us and uh, come up with um what they would like to see or hear us do uh, if we mm. reach a certain total um i'm happy to um humiliate myself uh to to a certain extent uh for <laughs> for for money um but yeah uh, i'll i'll leave that up to the listeners is it uh, with regards to what what reward um we can provide with our sort of finite resources and talent um yes. so <laughs> yes uh, a good a good day and uh, should also thank uh mr tyrese campbell uh who retweeted uh the campaign and i think uh i think i was i was slightly tipsy last night but i think just nice it's a nice thing it is it I- is I, Sorry, I, I agree completely. I was saying exactly the same thing as you, Chris. We're so in tune. Uh, no, I was just going to say I will also do almost anything um, for this wonderful community resource, as we've called it, uh, which shouldn't exist and mm. only exists as a result of political decisions. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, you. Yes, exactly, exactly right. Um, and. Gosh, even if you don't want to embarrass us, we can think of other things to do as well as that maybe don't involve us getting uh, embarrassed. Well, we've done this podcast for 212 episodes. So. <laughs> good point. Good point. It's a very good point. Um, should we talk? Should we talk football? Should we? Should we move on and and Whoa. discuss football? Yeah. Uh, discuss an interesting week. What? It was the week that was. Let's do it. The week that was then Stoke City two, Barnsley two, and Stoke City three, Brentford two. Lots of goals this week. Um, the binary season nonsense is thrown out the window, isn't it? Um, gosh, a week that was. We'll 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 start at the end then. Stoke City beating Brentford, albeit very nervous towards the end. Um, do we score goals now? Is that a thing we do? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Mike Michael O'Neill's uh, mighty Potters have have found that formula that is um, that is one part goals, two parts. <laughs> Um, more goals and three parts um, hitting the onion bag and we're exci- <laughs> we're exciting now or have been this week to an extent um, I think possibly it was a nice uh, 
well, but I don't really want to talk about Barnsley too much, but I think it's <laughs> that it's a nice result of the slow, steady tactical tweaking that has occurred throughout the season. Michael O'Neill hasn't panicked when the three-five-two, three-four-three hasn't quite worked or hasn't made us look that potent and attacking threat, and he's just slowly but surely fine-tuned it to um, to create the devastating uh, attacking play we saw against Brentford, which was just absolutely terrific. Um, key to that was James McLean's return to the side. I mean, who'd have thought that uh, playing our player of the season from last season would uh, have some benefit for us? Um, Jacob Brown as well, excellent. And we're seeing the uh, lovely melding of old old man Fletcher and young upstart Tyrese are very much um, the Padawan to Fletcher's uh, Qui-Gon Jinn I would say Fletcher <laughs> definitely has that Neeson vibe about him um, but uh, yeah really good and it's it's showing our kind of uh, versatility as well we were able to drop Nick Powell for a game and we looked mm. if anything slightly better um, we were able to drop uh, Josh and if anything looked slightly better um, and we've got uh, sort of options now we can we can play Nick Powell in certain games and we can play Brown McLean in certain games and it was tactically spot on up until you know we kind of shot ourselves, but it wouldn't be Stoke without shitting ourselves, would it? It wasn't. It wasn't very Stoke because we still won. Yeah, it, it was. It was quite alien. We did a complete collapse and then just held on and looked for the last couple of minutes fairly comfortable. Can't complain. What? Can't. Four points, five goals. What a difference a flag makes, am I right? <laughs> it was certainly a, a a very good 60 minutes at least of the of the Stoke game um of Stoke's gameplay rather. Um see getting us 3-0 up before the <laughs> before the two goals that came back that seemed to come from I don't know people switching off. Um but I don't know it was it was a very it felt like a very end-to-end game and it certainly I don't think that we looked like um, we were on like a, a lower level to Brentford. Brentford are hailed as this this fantastic team and, and they are um, but I thought we felt like we were on the same level like we looked, this team is slowly coming together um, and we're you can see that. You can see that now with how the the players are all matching together, as you say, Dave. How you can swap some players in and some players um, out of the squad. And I think that I don't know if this is just for me, but I'm starting to see when we're bringing some players on off the bench, it's feeling like oh, this will add a different dynamic. Oh, this play like I'm actually feeling like these players can do something now. I don't know if you agree with me, Tony. It's it's a very unstoke thing again. The late substitutions that. Are exactly what we need and make complete sense. I I can't remember a time in my life that that's been something we could rely on. Um, it's it's weird. It's obviously with one exception yesterday, you had a bit of a mare, um, but still did several acceptable clearances and and what have you, which for some reason sofa score didn't count. But I'm not going to become that much of a parody of myself to spend five minutes on that um but yeah we we also the solidity of the defense um 
I know we've we've already discussed between us that I mean we we've got Campbell up front who's young decent fairly solid championship striker nothing too exciting but decent we've got Suter and Collins at the back again Who? young but decent decent okay-ish um championship players with with a solid future in the in the middle middle tiers of English football and obviously between us they're really good this is it I feel like as to, to get the message out there because no let's be honest non non-neutrals will not be listening to this podcast so this is between us stoke yeah. fans all listening now deny deny knowledge of these players okay if anyone asks oh i've heard good things about these these young upstarts you've got oh no the rubbish, rubbish. you don't want it harry puta i'm all like yeah, yeah God. exactly <laughs> bloody giant giraffe man he he can't even he can't even he leaves off tall branches like a real giraffe can. He's he's rubbish. <laughs> You'd think he'd be better at heading, considering he's tall. But... Yeah, oh god, yeah, so so bad at heading, so oh, <laughs> awkward with the ball at his feet. Not at all Can't commanding. Yeah, no. uh, very small head, small head that you mm. can't you can't head anything and with. Uh, very can't pass, very, can't pass the ball either. Very unattractive uh, body <laughs> odor issues. Um, yeah. Uh, can't even make. Doesn't even know what country it's from. That's an issue. That, well, to, that, to be fair, that is true and and upsetting. <laughs> Maybe Harry Sutar's so tall that his head's in Scotland and his feet are in Australia. Have you considered that? <laughs> That'd explain no. his obvious coordination issues. Yeah, terrible footballer. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Bring back Emma. Um, oh. I wonder what he's doing. I know we spoke about Moritz Bauer last week, but I wonder what he's doing now. Vibber. Weekly segment. Like, where is c- yeah. current questionable oh, Stoke is, player now? He's leaning it, over Bauer's sofa, watching him play flight sim and eating a big no, pot noodle. No, no, Tony, no, because I feel I need to. This going off the subject of the games. I'll come back onto it in a second, but I feel I must add when we tweeted this week asking oh, what yeah. Moritz Bauer was up to, the Moritz Bauer fan account came back to us and said he's training very well on his own. Thank you. He's doing wonderfully well, and so I feel how, that's sort how of do lovely. They know? How do they know he's doing that? Because it's Moritz Bauer running the account. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Moritz, Quite I wrote really. to you, but you still ain't He's calling. A lovely lockdown alone time, like the rest of us. He's just doing his job on his own, which is better than having to do it with other people. So fair play to him. Hit me back just He's, to chat. He- He's probably he is pretty, he is probably the one listening to this podcast. So hello to Moritz Bauer um, and Jason Isaacs, lovely. Fairport Convention. Jason- <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned Tyrese Campbell then. Um, an assist and a goal for him yesterday, two as well as some Lucky. two assists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, fluky finishes. That the <laughs> can we talk about that third goal? Because how how does he manage to to score? I don't understand. The th- the third one's the sort of low curling one where it just mm. bounces yes. under his hand. So a ball, a ball gets played into. Yes, a ball gets played through to him. He's he's running Mm. and he's at the left hand side of the pitch. And you're watching it and you're like, we've got no runners here. No one's running to match up with him. What a waste of a run! This is rubbish. This. And then Tyrese does that thing where he cuts back on himself, 
and he's running inside, and you're like, oh, but he's, oh, there's so many players around, this is going to end in nothing. And you see it time and time again, where a player would then take a shot, and too many players would be around him, and it gives you a block. But no, somehow, he just manages to bend it like a boomerang into the... In with a, like a finessed a, shot, a, and it's just a curl so good. I expected Scotsman to follow it in with uh, brooms. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it, it was. I, I have goal, goalkeeper sympathy for that because a, a few people have been slagging their keeper off of that, and it's one of those that it's just got enough dip on that it just bounces exactly where your hand is and sort of squeezes underneath. And yeah. I rate it sort of on the same level as the, the Davies one-on-one effort um, for our second goal, the circumstances leading up to which we don't really need talking about, but but where <laughs> he just sort of slightly stumbled as he's going to close their man down, who then finished it amazingly at a very tight angle. But it was it was a good finish more than bad goalkeeping, certainly. Yeah, I would... I would certainly agree with you there. And that's the last we'll talk about what a, a terrible player he is. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the older players in our team has caught a lot of attention in the in the mentions on Twitter. Uh, John Obi McKell, who's had a bit of an interesting start to his Stoke career. But I personally thought yesterday he was a solid defensive midfielder and did a good job. What about what about yourselves? Yeah, he's, he's, he's John Obi McKell. It's it's not a huge surprise that he's a competent midfielder to me. Um, yes, I know the jury has been out on, on him, um, you know, throughout this kind of first few games of his Stoke career. And fair enough, I think, particularly in the first few games, he perhaps looked a bit uh, off the pace, which you'd expect because he's been not playing uh, much like the other team. And he's, a, he's an older gentleman as well. Um, but uh, I think... Once he uh, had his half-time worth as original, he uh, looked looked sharp, looked on it. Um, yeah, he, he was always going to take time to bed in. And I think maybe also uh, uh, my agenda for this season will be Jordan Thompson. So uh, I think uh, <laughs> him partnering Jordan Thompson uh, looked, from what I from what I saw, to be a, a decent little uh, double pivot thing in front of the back three. Um, and that was a really nice base for us to uh, say to McLean, Brown, Campbell, uh, etc. Go on, you you have a run now. Go on, you you guys have fun. We've got it covered back here. <laughs> yeah. And and anything? Any thoughts on John Obi McKell Tony? I was very unconvinced until yesterday. I think a, f- a few chinks of light up to now, and then just he he, he looked very slow and and. Dave, Dave says that it shouldn't be a surprise that one of the world's best central midfielders over the past few years should come good, but he's forgetting every other central midfielder we've ever bought that had a reasonable <laughs> reputation that we've gone on to ruin. Um, mm. And in fact, every position on the pitch, like we are a graveyard for good players <laughs> um, to come to and be not as good as they should be. So yeah, but no, he was he was really good yesterday. It was it was ace. And you mentioned there, there, Dave, about uh, James McLean coming back in, obviously to replace um, the the man on the flag, Josh Tymon. Um But I thought he added a certain level of directness and and aggression, I guess, to the to the the wing back role. It's weird, isn't it? That I mean, Nathan Jones played McLean as a wing back, and 
everyone was a bit miffed, but mm. has 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 O'Neill has O'Neill managed to to work it out? I, th- I think so. I think it's uh, you know the slight difference in the systems is that um, McLean was a wing back in a back four, uh, which left uh, defenders much more exposed than uh, playing almost essentially as a left-sided midfielder in a three-four-three will. So there's less. Uh, there was less kind of pressure on McLean to uh, run back and do defending, which I know he doesn't like uh, to do. Um, so I think that the slight difference in systems has been to his benefit. And also um, maybe just having had that time away from the team, because, uh, you know, he ran himself into bloody brick wall uh, for his last season. Maybe <laughs> just having a little rest, having a little calm down. Uh, and that nice international break he had where he definitely seemed to have calmed down and mellowed a lot um, uh, maybe that did him some, uh, some good uh, perhaps he's just been meditating and you know feeling much more zen about things or he's just you just wound him up like a toy just ready to unleash him just he's just seething sat on the bench after week weeks and weeks and weeks and he thinks sod this i'm just gonna score a goal out of sheer force of james mcleanness uh, <laughs> just just don't just don't even try getting in the way oh you've got in the way that's fine thank you um yeah, yeah it's such a mclean goal that i love it yes it was yeah. that's a very good way to describe it, it it's james mclean scoring a james mcleanesque goal mm. like just Yes, sheer force of will. It's gone in the in the net. Hit it really hard <laughs> at somebody else. Yeah, yeah. There's no. It, it isn't a finessed shot like Tyrese. It is just a, 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 a boot it really hard and see where it goes. Treat the ball like a Rangers fan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Um, any other standout people from? Yesterday and and or Barnsley, I don't really want to talk about Barnsley because it was a frustrating game, and I'm glad we've got the red card overturned. Um, oh, good, but mm. that that was just that was, that was mental though. <laughs> that red card. I mean, yes, we didn't uh, play very well against Brentford at all, and maybe we you, you could argue we're slightly fortunate to come away with the with the point. But jeez, that red card just completely. Saptors of, of momentum, having come back to level it twice, you think, mm-hmm. oh, right, we're at home now, maybe we can push on and get something here. And then to, to have that kind of out of nowhere um, really kind of, it just frustrates you so much. But um, in terms of standout people from this week, um, I would say side Ben Rama for, uh, you know, not being in that Brentford team definitely <laughs> was a was a boon for us. Um and I, I would just say we collectively played quite well against Brentford. So there's no huge standouts apart from, um, well, Sutar again, but he's been talked about too much and I, I don't like it. So um, I would say Tom Ince. Tom Ince uh, has been very, very good for us. Uh, scouts who listen to this, Tom Ince has been phenomenal these past few games. Really made a difference for us. You say that, but I, I wanted to briefly touch on the Tom Ince cameo from Wednesday because it was Wednesday when he came on at the end, wasn't it? Mm. That was against Barnsley, who Barnsley played well, to credit him. But um, the t- it was very Melania Trump kind of thing when Tom Ince came on because it sort of looked like him, but I'm, 
it's hard to prove that it definitely was him <laughs> and then hasn't been seen again since it was he, he looked really fiery and good and then didn't make the bench on Saturday so that was weird but <laughs> we, um, we just we just have a lot of players Tony and so you can't expect to see them on the bench every week no, there's true. just so many there is so many of them um, if you look then comparing I guess this time last season and and where we are now we are miles ahead in fact we're actually not we've actually even won in the releg- some games yeah we're not in the relegation zone or anything we're 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 what eighth i believe we're I nearer think. the premier yeah. league relegation zone than the championship <laughs> and that's where we ought to be that's where we should aspire <laughs> yeah, to be um, <laughs> look, looking at that table um can i just say that uh it's disgustingly southern above us right now yeah and i think just part of the agenda of you know it's time to rebuild the red wall and all the rest of it the the north needs to rise again um because we're the only northern team in the top nine unless i'm terrible at geography and sorry pissing reading one six draw one no 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 Mm. it's a weird league Um, in this it feels like a weird league this year because Last year, it certainly felt like our oh, leads are really, really good, and it just—I know that Reading have had a good start, but it just doesn't feel like there are any teams who are like. Good. And, and I don't, yeah, and I don't know if that's because this, this the circumstances we find ourselves in this season, but everyone's kind of just a little bit. You you can see every team losing every game. Like there is an argument. Anyone can beat anyone, apart from Wickham, well, this... who are dire. <laughs> Yes, apart from poor, Listen. poor old Wickham. Apart from when they're going to play us. Oh, and, and a, uh, apart from Derby, lol. Uh, they're terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, but it is, it, I mean, we Michael O'Neill has, has really, really improved things for us. Um, what's what's your favourite thing that he's brought to us that, that you like? I don't know. What's what's he done that's that's good that you like? Um, not be Nathan Jones was a huge um, <laughs> difference for us. Um, his his smooth accent, his uh, sort of uh, Superintendent Hard uh, Hastings kind of demeanour on the touchline. Um, the, oh. the fact that he he just uh, exudes a quiet uh, aura about him, like he's from a possibly line of duty, but also maybe a Scandi. Uh, Scandi Noir police drama um, his actual tactics that have pretty much worked so far this season with you know a couple of exceptions the, the fact he's playing youth and we, we've got um, what's his name the tall lad uh, Collins Campbell uh, Thompson um, and his, his transfers have been pretty much good as well I'm, I'm struggling to think of a huge transfer uh, blunder that he's made. There might be an obvious one, but I've I've not thought of it. Um, and so yes, it's just we just look like a semi-competent footballing outfit right now, and I, I'm at once uncomfortable and delighted. <laughs> Tony, yeah, um, same. Sobs, good sobs. I like that. It's weird, but I like it. And also his ability to wear a sort of businessman's raincoat. And carry that off. He looks very much the sort of coat my dad wore in the late eighties to and from the station. That sort of just below <laughs> knee length anorak kind of thing. That's just a coat. I picture I picture him in the rain, 
stubbing out a cigarette, looking at looking down at a corpse of perhaps a you know defeated manager that he's just beaten. And, <laughs> you know, oh damn, he just had one day left before retirement, and just that, <laughs> yeah, just really moody kind of Northern Irish looking wistfully off into the distance. He has got demons in his past, but we don't know what they are yet, and it's made him a better person. <laughs> I love it. Well, if we get to three yes. grand, uh, by the way, I will write the Michael O'Neill detective <laughs> screenplay. I, if that was not incentive enough, ladies and gentlemen, to boost us all the way, we now currently stand at two thousand five hundred and eighty-five pounds uh, in the in the in the kitty. So you know, get us to that three grand, and the screenplay is coming your way. That's that's what we will, and we'll I get mean, an all-star I, cast to perform it. Yes. Do you? Yes, why not? All stars. <laughs> Smash Mouth are uh, going to do it. <laughs> <gasps> oh no! Um, is has anyone got any other business they would like to discuss? Um, I went to um, Brighouse Town against Pontefract Collieries uh, yesterday. Mm. I stood in the rain for the entirety of the match, and I'll just say right now. I'm never complaining about Stoke again. <laughs> never. Not, not, not even for a second. We could lose every game and I would be like, oh, we're not as bad as Pontefract. So. To be to be fair, Dave, you've also promised to only come on when we win. So hopefully mm. you should never be put in a situation where that is tested. That's, that's true. Um, I mean, <laughs> my uh, policy on that is... Maybe it's just kind of. Sorry, what I was going to say. Words. Yeah, I, I, I might have to revise that policy uh, when we're back in the Premier League, of course. But um, yeah, I just I look forward to talking about more wins because good. I I look forward to that as well, and I hope that we have more to come uh, in these coming coming months. Tony, any other business? It feels like I have, but I can't think of anything. That's just, fair enough. Just well done, everyone, this week. What a terrific effort from everybody in the in our community. I was going to say in the world, but that's absolutely <laughs> the, the opposite of the case. Some people in the world are bad. People listening to this are not. Yes. <laughs> yes. The slogan of the Wizards of Trouble podcast. <laughs> um, yes. I. It's been a tremendous week. Um, the... Stoke results are obviously great, but I'll be honest, the generosity of of people who've supported uh, the food bank campaign has has been my highlight of the weekend. Um, you can find links to support that campaign on our on our Twitter, on our Facebook page. Um, we again, no obligation, but any support you can give, whether that be financial and or just. I don't know sharing sharing the link we we really do absolutely appreciate it if that is all we've got then I will say thank you Tony for joining me tonight thank you very much both of you and, and Dave Rashford gets... Rashford for PM um, uh, I'm going to go off down my local crack den and uh, you know <laughs> spend spend my food there uh, because that's how it works Um <laughs> Is this is this the uh, is this the Patreon one where I kind of 
same no. dodgy political thing. Oh no, it's not. Um, no, it's fine. What? If you were, it can incidentally, be. we, we have yeah we we haven't released a Patreon in a while. If you want to support us on Patreon and listen to some of those historical comments, then by all means go to our Patreon. Uh, we you won't find us singing controversial songs on this one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> thank you dave thank you tony thank you you for listening have yourselves a nice week take care of yourself be kind to each other we'll see you next time go on stoke crack them so patreon patreon Hooray! Extra Wizards of Drifle content for only 86 pence per month. And if that's too much, blame the government. Because $1 was about 75p a week ago. But anyway, uh, your $1 a month gets you access to hot content on the Wizards of Drivel like this. I'm joined by Alfie Potts Harmer, author of England's Greatest Defender. So, Dirk Copeland from uh, Blackburn Rover Seas, uh, thank you for joining me. Joining me is Ollie Dawes from Deepdale Digest. Hello and welcome to the Stoke City Years, a podcast series that reviews the history of Stoke City season by season. What else was happening around the world in 1891? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Boundless enthusiasm. Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. I'm joined by Tom Thrower. Evening, everyone. And unquestionable sobriety. I thought Josh Tymon was really good. <laughs> Tony, we've all had a bit to drink. Transfer deadline day with sign James Chester. If Gary Rowett was a US president, what president would he be? Jimmy Carter. But people have signed up to the Patreon where we are actually semi-comprehensible from time to time. Once. So, if you want to keep this thing happening, patreon.com forward slash wizards of dribble, we're all very, very poor people. Four years being on this podcast, I've gradually grown it to a place when it was a completely unlistenable mess using, you know, free copyright free music. Microphones didn't work, it was barely audible, and yet people persisted with it. <laughs> to a point, we've interviewed Ricardo Fuller, we've interviewed Liam Lawrence, we've interviewed Leon Court, we've interviewed Gordon Banks, we've interviewed Terry Conroy. We've had, like, experts on from other clubs. We've had, like, football finance experts mm. and people like John McKenzie and, like, uh, the Not the Top 20 pod guys. I'm amazed at the people who actually say, I listen to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. And yet, not two minutes ago, <laughs> Chris Brammer just used the phrase, it's a good oven. <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> slash Wizards of Dribble. It's a shame with the ne'er-do-wells of a cynical new age. Or if it's easier, if it pleases you, so we'll let it all slip away. Hang on, hang on. Uh, notification on my neighbourhood Facebook group. What is all that racket? <laughs>